Hello and welcome to another edition of Indians on Deck. This is Matt Schlichting, and we also have Brian Hemminger tonight. Brian, what's up? What's up is uh, Will Benson's slugging percentage. Yes. (laughs) Now, I know we've got some exciting things to talk about today, and by listener suggestion, a a new small segment we're going to be introducing to the program. So without any further ado, let's kick things off, as always, with the top 10 guys in the system. Yeah, Cleveland Indian system, obviously number one uh, on the top 10 for the Indians is Tristan McKenzie. There is no new information still out with that uh, back injury. And then moving on, we've got uh, Nolan Jones. He had an interesting stat line this past week. Yeah, it looks 500, 565, 500. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing but singles there, right? Yeah, that is literally 10 for 20 with 10 singles and then two two walks and a hit by pitch. So uh, he has got on base every single game this season. Unfortunately, the only issue is just the power hasn't been there. I think he has two extra base hits for the whole season, but he is getting on base for the whole season at a 463 clip. That's crazy. It makes me wish we had exit velocity for the minor leagues because it would be really interesting to see if he's just crushing balls that have like an expecting batting average of like if he's barreling balls, it just ends up being outs that we would expect to eventually start landing, in which case his numbers would be completely ridiculous. Yeah, I'm definitely wait, like trying to figure out what's going on with the power because last year he had 19 home runs. He was getting extra base hits all the time, but that's just not happening yet. So it, it's interesting, but uh, it, it's something to keep an eye on as the season progresses because you know the power is going to come because you don't hit 19 home runs randomly and then just stop hitting home runs. Yes. At least, you know, hopefully Jose Ramirez isn't proving to be the exception to that rule. That would be he had a good game today. He did have a yes, good game he today. He had a very good game today. Uh, third... Up is Tyler Freeman, who this past week hit 118, but had a 318 on base percentage and some slug, but not a yeah, ton. It, it was a very weird week for Tyler Freeman, okay? Uh, yes, he went like two for 17, I think, or yeah, two for 17 at the plate. Both hits were extra base hits, a double and a home run his first of the season. His BAPIP for the week was .071, so that's unsustainable, obviously. Um, but uh, on the bright side, he got walked three times and had two hit by pitches. So he had five more extra times getting on base. That's why his on base percentage was 200 points higher than his batting average for the week. And he had four stolen bases. He's tied for the league lead in the Midwest league with seven stolen bases on the season. And for the season, he's still batting 283, 419, 450. So he is, he's doing great. Coming into this season, was he a known speedster, or is this something new for him? He has had speed, but like that wasn't like the top-rated thing for him, like yeah. uh, a Quentin Holmes or a Gabriel Mejia, where they're like 80-grade speed, and people are like, oh man, this guy's going to steal so many bases. Uh, you know, Oscar Mercado is right up there like that, like a base thief. And so Freeman has definitely added a couple things to his game. Uh, he's He's been... Very successful with the base stealing this season, and he's getting on base with uh, walks and hit by pitches a lot. So hopefully he doesn't get hit by too many. Right. 
And speaking of stolen bases, our next guy up is the catcher, Bo Naylor, who had a pretty good week preventing the running game. Well, I, that was for the season, not for the week. But uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if he allowed 13 stolen bases this week, that wouldn't be very good. But for the season, he has he's got 35 percent. That's not bad. Uh, so that's actually, I think, an improvement on what he was doing uh, last at the Arizona Rookie League. So that's a positive. And he was batting a little bit better uh, this week, uh, 231, 333, 385, uh, with a triple and a couple walks in 15 plate appearances. So he's not playing every day just because he's a catcher, so he gets uh, the occasional day off. It was an improvement, and obviously as the most aggressive placement of pretty much any Indians prospect, uh, you're going to expect a few bumps in the road. He hasn't been doing terribly, but he hasn't been standing out either. But uh, not terrible. So I'll, we'll, we'll just hopefully he just keeps cruising along and settles in. Although I think today he went 0 for 5. And then uh, George Valera went uh, nothing for nothing because he hasn't played yet. That's uh, somebody to keep an eye on for June. And then after Valera, we have Bobby Bradley. Yeah, he went 273 uh, with a 333 on base percentage and a 364 uh, slugging percentage. So it wasn't particularly amazing. Uh, he did have a couple uh, doubles and a couple walks, although today he did uh, knock it out of the park. He had a, literally he had a home run and a double, went three for four to carry Columbus to a victory. So that's not included. So next week, I'm thinking his stat line is going to look pretty good with that factored in. Uh, Bradley's actually doing really well. Uh, I think his batting average for the season with today included. So uh, is over 300. Like it, it, it's really nice to see, especially with Hanley Ramirez getting DFA'd. There uh, could be an opening for a slugging first baseman, especially if uh, Jake Bowers continues to, you know, not really get on base or hit the ball very particularly well. Yeah, there definitely would be room for someone to come up and provide a little bit of extra pop. And I don't know if this is still true after how the Indians have played, but did you see the statistic about how so far this season the Indian slugging percentage was? Less Although Michael than... Martinez career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is factoring in like Eric Stamets going like one for 25 with 23 strikeouts. So, yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta remember that, too. And then so he's not there anymore. So hopefully it starts to trend upwards with uh, Lindor and Kipnis. And I don't know about Carlos Martinez. Seems like all he can do is hit singles. But uh, with them in the lineup. It should hopefully mm-hmm. trend upwards. And after Bradley, we have Brian Rocchio, who has also not yet started the season, but we're excited to see what he can do once that picks up. Uh, and from there, we have our friend Luis Oviedo. Yeah, Oviedo had a very nice uh, week. Uh, if you remember last week, he did not get out of the first inning and gave up six runs. It was one of the worst starts I've ever seen by anyone. For one of our top pitching prospects, that was alarming, but bounced right back. He went six innings without giving up an earned run. Did have three walks, but struck out five. So he dropped his uh, season ERA back down to a reasonable 3.24. And if you throw out the the six-run, two-thirds of an inning performance, his season ERA is like below one. So uh, I think he's right back on track. I don't know what happened last week, but... Uh, it seems hopefully that is just a blip on the radar, but uh, maybe he's just yeah. mimicking some of the Indian starters where he goes out and has one start where everyone 
panics and then he immediately comes back and it's like oh no okay he's the same guy it's fine yeah like a like a carrasco or bieber this past week so yeah i know exactly what you mean and then we have uh ethan hankins who again has not pitched yet this season because he's going to be in short season baseball and then lastly uh the number 10 prospect is sam hentges who again not so good do you and uh, it always feels bad to speculate but do we have a feel for why he's struggling? Because this week, three innings pitched, six runs, four earned, four walks. Ouch. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, rough. Um, I put out a thing uh, just asking, hey, you know, does anybody know what's been going on with uh, Sam Henkes? Uh, you know, he was uh, one of our top pitching prospects, and he has just been awful all season. And uh, we didn't even mention that this week he went three innings. Gave up six runs, four earned, four walks, and and three strikeouts. So on the season, his ERA is 8.62, and his whip, which was like 2.18, it actually got worse, and now it's 2.3. Man, I don't, I really don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, I mean, he's historically had some control issues. I think he was walking four, four per nine heading into uh, this season, and you know that was why I didn't have him in my top ten. Everybody else was like throwing him up there just because he's a big, tall lefty with a good curveball and, mm-hmm. and decent velocity. But I was like, you know, those those walks are, are a problem and and they are definitely one of the biggest things. I mean I mean he is not keeping up runners off the base paths because he's uh, all over the place with his command. But I don't know it, it is I don't think it's an injury because he'd be on the injured list, but I think so far his best start this season was five innings with three runs, and and that's not even particularly good. So, no, did he have an aggressive placement? No, he was. He spent all of last season at High A Lynchburg. I mean, this is his first taste of Double A, but I mean, he had a, a strong season last year at High A Lynchburg. That's the regular schedule: is you just bump up one level after you perform well at the the level below you. Granted, you know, Double A is supposed to be the most difficult transition. For, for players, but I've never seen someone struggle like this from high A to it is double A. So, yeah, I mean, I hope he can turn it around because, I mean, he is a an exciting left-handed pitching prospect, but, man, he is not doing himself any favors on the prospect rankings. I mean, at this point, when they update the midseason rankings, I mean, he, he could drop 10 spots or more, uh, like for the top 30 for MLB Pipeline or something. Well, outside of our top 10, we like to feature five guys – from the rest of the system who had particularly awesome And weeks. they can include and top 10 guys, I mean, if they had a great week. Yeah, it's the best performances overall from the system. Sorry. But we have uh, someone repeating from last week, leading things off, which is Oscar Mercado. Yeah, Mercado was an animal this week. He batted 545 with five doubles, a triple, a home run, three walks, and four stolen bases. He's currently on a 10-game hitting streak. His slugging percentage for the week was 1,600 on base percentage. I mean, those those even numbers, I mean, they probably make you drool a little bit, Matt, right? Yes. And, and I have to say, at this point, Mercado seems ready. I mean, the Indians right now at the major league level, they have four left-handed outfielders for some stupid reason with uh, Cargo, Bowers, Naquin, and Leonis Martin, and one switch-hitting outfielder that barely plays in Greg Allen. Um, mm-hmm. They sent down Jordan Luplo after 18 plate appearances, 
who was a right-handed bat. And Luplo is actually playing pretty well right now at AAA. But Mercado has been consistent. He has been on fire all season. I think he's batting 361 uh, at AAA right now with the 574 slugging percentage, 458 on base percentage. Let's get him, give him a shot. I mean, he was amazing in spring training. People were saying he should have made the team out of spring training. And then now he's destroying it at AAA. So, yeah. It would be one thing if he was clearly being blocked yeah, by there's anybody, no right-handed bat but... in the outfield right now. So, I mean, worst case scenario, you could even uh, platoon him at center field with uh, Leonis Martin. I mean, Martin is having a very good season, but he doesn't hit lefties well. And Mercado is a right-handed bat. Right. So, I mean, Mercado can, should be playing against every left-handed pitcher we face and potentially should be playing every day at the major league level. I mean, he, this is, he's repeating at AAA, so it's not like this is a small sample size. He seems ready to go. So let's let's see. I, I really think he should be – I would be surprised if he can keep, if he keeps this up if he's not on the big league club within a month. Our next performer is Kyle Nelson, who had a delightful week and has been fantastic overall this season as well. You know, this is a guy that's been under the radar. I mean, everybody's talking about James Karinchak because Karinchak is, uh, hasn't given up a hit all season and he was striking out people. I think at one point he'd struck out 17 of the 18 outs that he, he, so he's coming down to earth a little bit. Karinchak has, he still hasn't given up a hit all season, still hasn't given up a run. Uh, but his strikeout rate dipped, I think from, uh, 26, uh, per nine innings to, I think about 20. So on. Yeah, what a bum. shameful. But Nelson was great this past week. Yeah, four innings pitched, no walks, three hits, seven strikeouts, ERA still zero on the season, no walks on the season. And uh, last year he was actually the top reliever whip, and I think top overall pitcher for full season baseball in minor leagues with a crazy whip below below one for the whole season. So this is definitely an. Uh, a pitching prospect to keep an eye on, uh, left-handed also. So seems like the Indians found a, a diamond in the rough. I think he was like a 15th or 16th round draft pick two seasons ago. Are the Indians developing relievers yeah, now? They really are. <laughs> I mean, with uh, with Robert Broom, Nick Sandlin, Kyle Nelson, James Karinchak, there are quite a few relievers that the Indians actually drafted that are doing very well. And uh, should be moving through the system quickly because uh, they're just overmatching people right now at double A and lower. Yeah, I think it was towards the end of last season we were trying to figure out like who the last real guy drafted as a reliever that came up through the Indian system was that had success. And I think it like we landed on Cody Allen as the last guy we could think of that sustained success. Yes, <laughs> I mean because Kyle Crockett came up like the same rate as Cody Allen did, but he didn't stick around but yeah Cody Cody was there for a while and did well and he was like a late round draft pick as well um but yeah it seems like the Indians have multiple guys that I think could be helping out that bullpen as the season progresses especially if uh the bullpen continues to just be average I mean it's not like the bullpen's doing terrible they had one terrible game but I mean they're just not going in there and just blowing guys away like they're going in there and you know just eh (laughs) So I would like to see some guys come in there and just make hit, hitters look silly, like Andrew Miller used to do. Oh, yeah, I know. So much it was, fun. It was a one. It was a fun half year that cost us two of our best prospects. 
moving on, <laughs> Will Benson is next. He, 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 he did okay. He was all right. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't hear uh, earlier last week, Will Benson hit four home runs in one game. It didn't matter if he didn't get a hit the rest of the week. He would have been on this list, but he did. He actually has is on a, a hitting streak. So he went nine for 16 this past week with two doubles, four home runs, uh, three walks, and four stolen bases. So this is what I really love about Will Benson. Showing off the, the five tools now is you know the speed with the power, which is just crazy. I mean, this guy is like six foot five and big and and somehow is able to be that quick. Uh, he is tied for the league lead in the Midwest League in stolen bases with Tyler Freeman. For this past week, his uh, slugging percentage was 1,438. <laughs> I, I looked, guess what his WRC plus was? Ooh, well, his. I was just doing the math in my head. His OPS would have been like, one point yeah, his, his OPS was, was something almost. basically so 2,000. But guess what his WRC plus? WRC plus. Just just throw it out there. God. 4.525. So, yeah, Will Benson had himself a week. And then probably the funniest statistic I've ever seen in my life of his, he went 9 for 16 in his at-bats, and all seven of his outs were strikeouts. <laughs> So his BAPIP was 1,000. <laughs> I've never seen that before. But for the whole week, every time his bat made contact with the baseball, it either left the park or uh, found grass. So, I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> I've never And then it doesn't even count today where he went one for three with a walk and two more strikeouts. So, I mean, literally... He is the two true outcomes player. I mean, touch the ball, it uh, it's a hit. So, I mean, it, it's hilarious. I mean, I've I've never seen a, a th- more three true outcome of walk, do some, get a hit, or uh, strike out. I mean, it's not home run. I'm, I'm literally just all he has to do is just stick his bat out there, and and he's he's going to be on base. I hope he. It would just be fun to yeah. see that streak continue. For yeah, another it's eight week. days so far of a thousand improbable, but <laughs> literally cannot pop up or ground out or fly out or anything. Like that's just that's just what it's been for Will Benson. So I'm so happy for him because uh, people were writing him off after last year when I was noticing that his walk rate increased, his strikeout rate actually went down, uh, everything, uh, and his home runs went through the roof. Uh, he led the Midwest League in home runs last year. And uh, so I was like, all his numbers are great. It's just his BABIP was terrible last year. He couldn't, his batting average was awful. Uh, I mean, if he just gets a little luckier, then, you know, he's going to look really good. And, and he's repeating at that level. And right now, I mean, he is literally leading the Midwest League in almost every single offensive category that exists. Um, so, yeah. So good for him. He's he's on fire. So I think it's only a matter of time until he's given his uh, promotion to high A to join his buddy uh, Nolan Jones. Speaking of Nolan Jones, he was our the fourth guy on the list. We already talked about him a little bit since he's the number two prospect in the system. On the week, so. so our our final person 
is Matt Salter, who I know nothing about. So you'll have to and uh, it's help rightfully me out here. so that you know nothing about Matt Salter because he's not somebody the Indians drafted. Um, he was a guy that the Indians signed uh, out of free agent baseball. <laughs> he did not even play uh, at the minor league level last year. I think he was in some sort of independent baseball league. The Indians signed him because they needed a, a starter. And he has been absolutely filthy. In his first start, he went four innings of shutout ball with four strikeouts, which was okay. Then his next start, which is factored into this week, he went five innings, no walks, one run, 10 strikeouts. And then today, he pitched seven shutout innings and gave Akron a chance to to walk it off in the ninth inning. Uh, with four strikeouts. So, yeah, so this past week he went 12 innings, one run, five hits, 14 strikeouts, and he's 25 years old. His numbers weren't terrible in his uh, brief time in, I believe, I'm not, I'm not even sure what system he was in before back in 2017. He was on the San Jose Giants. So I think he was with, yeah, I think he was in the Giants system, but they just gave up on him and the Indians were like, hey, you know, there's, there's something we like, and let's give this guy a shot. I mean, I don't think he's going to get extended opportunities, because, uh, but hey, he's making the best of it. So good for Matt Salter. He had himself a week with two amazing starts. I had to look it up here. He was with the St. Paul Saints of the American Association go. last season. Teammates with Let's Go Former Tribe, Zach Walters. Wow. <laughs> Does it say anything about his statistics or is that just there's no way they keep that kind of information? They do on baseball reference. Oh. So last year for the St. Paul Saints, Salter had a 4.73 ERA and in 80 innings pitched, 56 strikeouts, 31 walks, a whip of 1.475. Well, I don't know what he but did. Maybe he's figured something maybe out. He spent the offseason with Trevor Bauer or something. That'd be interesting if he was a driveline guy. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea. But hey, good for him. He had himself a week. So I hope he keeps it up. So that's our top five for the week. And uh, next up, I'm going to be updating everyone on the injuries and promotions that followed. So there were a lot of injuries this week, unfortunately. Uh, well, we might as well get right to them. At uh, the AAA level, Yu Chang went on the disabled list. I'm not sure what with. It didn't say. Uh, but he's on the seven-day IL. At double-A, this one really sucks. Uh, Andrew Monasterio, who has been uh, one of the biggest surprises, he was placed on the disabled list. Uh, so was Ernie Clement. So that's two of the starting infielders at double-A uh, were placed on the disabled list. And then Rob Kaminsky also joined them. Uh, shocker. Uh, but this time it wasn't anything bad. It seems like it's just a blister. So hopefully that won't be uh, long term. And then at the A plus level, this one really sucks. Uh, I would say this is one of our the top prospects to go on the, the list. And that is Gene Carlos Mejia. Uh, yeah. An ab strain. I don't know how serious it is, but that, that's what I saw on the, when, uh, it, when he was announced as on the list. So hopefully he can uh, recover from that quickly because he's been having a very good season and I would like to, to see more of him. And then uh, lastly, Marcos Gonzalez, uh, the, the former top international signing by the Indians, I think back in 16, uh, he was placed on a disabled list with a right hamstring strain. He had been starting at third base for the Lake County captains. So with those guys being injured, that opened up uh, 
uh, multiple uh, promotion opportunities and some players that had been ex- in extended spring training to be activated for the season. So at AAA, uh, Mike Poppy was activated. So he's back. Uh, he's a former Indians first round pick, and he's been at AAA for about the last two and a half seasons. And then Tyler Clippard, who was honestly going to be making the Indians team out of spring training or a veteran reliever, but he had a, an oblique injury. So he was in extended spring training and then the Indians activated him. So he's currently in Columbus and he's been doing pretty well. So I expect that he'll be on the big league club pretty soon. Yeah, his time in Columbus right now almost amounts to just rehab time. At double A, Nick Sandlin was activated. We mentioned him briefly. He was the second round pick by the Indians last year, advanced all the way to double A as a filthy uh, sidearm reliever. So far, two winnings pitched. Three or four strikeouts, no no runs. I don't think any walks. He did give up a couple hits, but good good start for Nick Sandlin uh, now that he's back, and I'm very excited for him. I think a uh, definite opportunity for him to be on the big league club at some point this year. And then Tyler Freese. This is not a guy that we've been talking about much. He has had himself a season so far. He is a guy that's been very under the radar. He was a 2017 21st round draft pick. So obviously people aren't going to know him from the prospect rankings or anything. And they shouldn't because uh, last year or, you know, in 2017, he only batted 221 in uh, 33 games with Mahoning Valley. Then last year he spent the whole season or most of the whole season at uh between Lynchburg and Lake County where he batted 242 uh and only slugged 344 so it's not like he was doing a whole lot but one thing that was interesting was he walked 39 times last year and struck out 35 so that was the one yeah so this year though uh at Lynchburg he was one of the best hitters on the team uh he was he had a 291 uh 409 418 slash uh, seven doubles. He was, uh, I think, one of the league leaders in the Carolina League with seven doubles. Um, and he struck out uh, 12 times, walked 11. So, I mean, keeping that ratio right there. And he got promoted to double A, and in his double A debut today, he went two for two with a double and a walk. Good for Tyler Freese. Like, I, I hope that he can be like a, you know, a, a surprising breakout type of guy. And it's possible. I mean, if, if you're walking more than you're striking out, that's that's there's always going to be potentially a, an opportunity for you. And then at high A, is it Wilbus Santiago? What's his story? Yeah, Wilbus Santiago is a Dominican League prospect. He's a, a infielder, and he was actually originally promoted to activated from extended spring training to Lake County. And then uh, when Freese got promoted, he got bumped up as well. So it's not like... Santiago's been this incredible force all season and deserved a super promotion. It's more, I think, that the Indians view him as a depth guy, but he is still playing well. So, you know, good for him. I hope he uh, keeps hitting. And then Connor Smith was activated to take Santiago's place when Santiago got bumped up to follow free. So there was just kind of that elevator thing where, uh, you know, they've got to keep making moves when they bring up somebody else. I think he was, yeah, he was a, round 30 pick last year Ooh. and he, he did okay at uh the uh, arizona rookie league batted 292 with a home run 17 rbis uh but did not play particularly well at mahoning valley or lake county in his time there but 
Uh, he'll have an opportunity uh, at Lake County right now uh, with the injuries. And today, I think he uh, walked twice in his four plate appearances. So he has a 0 500 0. <laughs> A, a Roberto Perez-esque batting yeah. line. <laughs> so this will bring us to our final thing, which is we didn't have any uh, questions because, you know, Matt was a little under the weather today, and I don't think I have access to Let's Go Tribe Twitter, and I forgot to ask uh, Matt Lyons about it. But we did get an email this week, and it is a really interesting idea, so I will share this with you. Uh, This is from Andrew Kinsman. He actually was the prospect writer before I took over the job over at Let's Go Tribe, and he'll still be commenting in uh, a lot of the prospect-related posts. Here's what he had to say. I'm really enjoying your podcast series with Matt Schlichting. Last week, you guys were talking about shuffling the top 10 to feature some different players, but I have a suggestion to make. How about you keep that top 10 as they are uh, until MLB Pipeline makes changes, and then just add your own selections to follow for the next month? You and Matt could pick, say, one hitter and one pitcher that you want to follow over the next month. Every week, you talk a little bit about how your selections have fared. And in the last podcast of the month, you get the choice of sticking with your current selections or replacing them with new ones for the following month. Just an an idea. Best regards, Andrew Kinsman. And it's an idea we're taking because it's awesome. It's an awesome idea. So, uh, Matt. Also, very good timing since we're here at the end of the month and yeah. our next podcast next wednesday is going to be the first one of april so of may for for my inaugural picks i'm going to take will benson and see if he can keep doing his ridiculous things uh and then kyle nelson excellent choices and then i'm going to grab oscar mercado and raymond burgos a left-handed starting pitching prospect at the lake county level right now that is uh, returning from Tommy John surgery. So very excited about him and we'll give you guys all plenty of updates on them as we follow along with this new segment. We'll, we'll, we'll have to come up with a name for it, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. So thank you guys. Hopefully we don't end up like the podcast where <laughs> eventually there's like 18 different segments that all have their own theme songs, but <laughs> This is one that I really like, and it deserves a good name, if not a theme song. Probably not, but I'm looking forward to following through on it. Yeah, and we'll we'll take suggestions on names if anybody reads this and wants to send us anything on Twitter or email. All right, well, that's all that I have for this week, Brian. Anything you want to sign off with? I think we uh, touched all bases pretty much. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We will touch base with you again next week.